Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hi there. Hey, I am so sorry I'm late. You guys are going to laugh at me. So I spent the Wait, last... Kelly, he's not on yet, I don't think. Kelly, are you here? No, nope, it's just you and me. What happened, it's, though? It's okay. I spent the last minute dialing the number over and over into my calculator instead of my phone. <laughs> like, like, you know, the calculator on your phone. <laughs> I was like, why That's is this not funny. working? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, you're gonna that, that actually forgive sounds me. like something that I would do. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a terrible problem with anything technical. And yeah. I, I think that it makes it worse that I've already told myself that I can't do it. Yeah. So my, my brain is all befuddled every time I... I have someone just posted on my site tomorrow, and she's emailed it to me, and I can't find it anywhere. And she's done it twice. Oh, my gosh. So I sent her a message and said, would you just copy and paste everything, including the links? I'm sorry. I, just, I can't find it. That's crazy. Now, I'm a little, you know, today's a release day for a, a book I'm working on, and we had a bunch of technical issues last night. So I like I went to bed till like, midnight, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. And so this morning, I'm just, like, Oh, I need to go back to bed. <laughs> uh, how old are your kids? Um, my kids are 11 and 13. Okay, so are they at school now? Yes, yeah. So that helps. Yes, because I'm totally going back to bed later. <laughs> oh. It's well, I, decided, I have an 8.30 this morning, and then I have an 8.30 tomorrow, and um, I just got them switched in my in my mind about yeah, which was which. Okay. And I really, like I said, I just checked the calendar to make sure I was on the right day because they all kind of blend in sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me about what you have releasing today. Tell me about what? Tell me about the book that's that's launching today. Oh, it's. Do you know who Natalie Snap is? Oh yes, of course, of course. Yeah. So her book. Oh, I guess she's in. I think she's in the Mob Society team still. I don't know her. I I don't know her. I'm just not clear because she runs in the same circles. Yeah, yeah. So she has a book called Heart Sisters Out and that released today, and it's all about forming authentic, real friendships with women and how to handle conflict and differences and past hurts and all sorts of stuff. It's really, Mm. it's good. (laughs) I'm glad to hear it. not just bias. It's like it's really good. <laughs> so you know, it's funny though because you know I mentioned I have a 13 year old daughter and I was telling her about a lot of the principles in this because she's 13 in middle school and just the way the girls treat each other, you know, is really um, challenging sometimes. Um, mm. And there's a whole aspect of social media that, like, when I was growing up, we didn't have to yeah, we never had. Yeah. So, you know, just working through some of the stuff they say to each other in social media and the way they're constantly, like, seeking attention for themselves, you know? Mm. Um, like, 
but it's more for approval. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they want they want people to like them or see how many friends they have or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, we I I know that I've blocked out junior high basically because yeah. it was just it was just so rough without that stuff and I I didn't I know. think of it as seeking approval back then and yeah. having we didn't have anything to measure it by but already as a as a forty year old yeah. I see myself looking for that stuff to measure yeah. up and so when you're really insecure at that season of life yeah. what a danger it can be. See our version of what our girls are experiencing is social media in general as it relates to our personal lives and our ministries. You know, mm-hmm. we do the same thing. Um, so it's just, it's kind of a interesting, fascinating world. And I keep telling her, like, the bottom line is, like, when I was in school, you know, I was really quiet, really nerdy, didn't have friends. And so my wanting to seek approval was always in wanting to be in certain groups. You, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, jocks or the popular's or whatever. Um, but it's not really any different now except that actually it's kind of weird like they all connect with each other now even if they still run in those groups mm-hmm. um and sometimes it's a very like passive aggressive meanness do you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just a real and i wasn't included in a lot growing up especially as a christian in a public world i, yeah. I and i knew i was and i just didn't know what i was missing out on and now, yeah. because of social media, they know exactly what they're not missing, what they're missing out on if they haven't been yeah. invited. Because it's everywhere. It's like, oh well, True. I guess there are three parties going on this weekend that I wasn't invited to, and look how yeah. much fun they're having. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry that Kelly's not here, but um, okay. Do we want to just jump ahead. off? Well, we can yeah, jump off and just call her straight if you want. It's up to you. Okay. Well, I just I just got a message from her. I know that she had uh, her hands full with with kids uh, oh, okay. at the moment, and that she wasn't planning on having it be so challenging. I think she was planning on having Annika down and everything, but um, she said okay. I'll, I'll click over just as soon as I can. But okay. we we hi, know here. that you know. I just jumped oh, in. Oh, oh, hi! hi. hi. <laughs> Yay! Welcome <laughs> and good morning. Thanks. Hi. <laughs> All right, we missed out on all the small chat that was actually very interesting but had nothing to do with what Lindsay does professionally. So take it away, Lindsay. Yeah, we were talking about friendships with women and girls, but, you know. (laughs) Yay. Well, I'm so glad to actually officially talk to you guys, like in person with a voice. And it's always fascinating to me because, you know, we, we see a lot of each other's lives on social media, which is part of what we were just talking about. And generally can get a idea, a glimpse of what we all are doing, whether it's business or professional or just personal. So it's always neat for me to, like, get on the phone with people that I've been connected with for a while, you know, via social media, and actually get a chance to talk to you guys. So regardless of whatever happens with us um, and the work aspect of it, it's just great to meet you guys in person because I have, you know, read your stuff and know what you put on social media. <laughs> so y'all seem like very great people. It's good to meet you too. Yeah, yeah. Well, l- let me just get a little bit better understanding of kind of where you all are now with your project. I know it's kind of been up in the air about which path um, 
you're going to be going, whether it's kind of that self-published route or a traditional well, it publisher? Is, it's still in the air, but okay. we have a better understanding of who's holding it in the air. I mean, we know the Lord is, but spiritual yeah, yeah. aspects aside, um, I don't remember her last name. Catherine something at Harvest House is considering it. Okay. And um, it, there's a there's a what do you call it? A hybrid publisher. Uh, uh-huh. What's the name of that one? Morgan Kelly? James. Morgan, Morgan James. James Publishing. Morgan James. Okay. And we have a I guess they call it a meet and greet on Friday with them. And okay. then there's one smaller um, publishing house that Ruth hasn't actually given us the name to. I don't think has she, Kelly? Actually, it's Kriegel. It's Kriegel Publishing. Okay. So those are the three that are engaged over it right now. Um, okay. Kelly and I have gotten in our minds that while this is our first choice is to be traditionally published or to uh-huh. go with a hybrid publisher, um, that we are going to publish it, that it will be published. And so okay. we've told ourselves, let's work towards that end. And um, okay. so we're, we're at six chapters and everything's outlined for the next. It's just a matter of now pushing through with the writing. Um mm-hmm. And so that's what we've been thinking. Our our dream would be to to push through if we if we need to do it self published, we would love to do it for a fall release. But we don't know how how doable that even is for all the groundwork that needs to be laid, let alone the writing. Um, yeah. Okay. And so we've we we our our more realistic plan is mm-hmm. a spring launch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first thing is out of the three publishers, I'm. I mean, it sounds like she's been shopping it around to, to multiple, but have you all done your research on each of those in terms of what the pros and cons are for working no. with? No, okay. I think we just want someone to like us at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're funny. Just um, being honest. I, no, no, it's okay. And I think Harvest House is actually a good traditional publisher fit um, for for many reasons. Morgan James, um, I do have some familiar, familiarity with them. Um, but most of the books that I've worked on with them have been, um, I, I don't know how to put this in words, more entrepreneurial, I can't even say that word, entrepreneurial in spirit. Um, I do have a few. Um, the one I just did, book launch I just did, was called Dance with Jesus, and they were through Morgan James. Um, and then I have another one in the fall um, that's coming through Morgan James. So my experience with them, just FYI, is that, you know they're it's a really unique model, and, and I think honestly it's kind of where the publishing industry is moving. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just having that aspect of having traditionally published material, and um, you know some aspects of it where it's you know ebook version and stuff like that that's supplementing the core material. Um, and it helps the authors too, seriously, and because we all know that most authors don't make a ton of money, you know, via traditional publishing. Um, so if you have an ebook version or a product aspect to what you're doing, it just helps kind of with that income perspective. And it may be for personal income reasons, but also just for helping market and promote the material in the first place. You know, it helps mm-hmm. kind of alleviate some of that cost. Um, I'm not familiar with the last one. I'd have to look them up. The Kriegel, is that what you said? Kriegel mm-hmm. Publishing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's K R E G A L. Um, it sounds like they're a smaller house, okay. so I don't know a whole lot about them either. Yeah, yeah. She shops it to to everyone, and 
when when we got our no from uh, I'm sorry that I'm Bethany. blanking on names. I should have Bethany. Um, mm-hmm. And we were we were sad about that because we thought that that would be a good fit. The the acquisition editor was real excited about it. He has a creative wife, and so he 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 perceived the need. He was able to see who the book was written to, and um, and he had other people on board at Bethany. But when it came down to that final choice, it wasn't it wasn't unanimous. So he had some real pushback. Um, yeah. yeah. But Ruth yeah. went ahead and called everyone else, followed up with everybody else, and Kriegel said, "Oh well, we didn't, we didn't. I didn't chase this one down because I just assumed it would go with a a bigger publishing house. But uh-huh. if it hasn't been picked up, then I'd love to talk it over with ours. So um, yeah, yeah. You know, we hadn't even thought about doing our research on them. That's an interesting perspective. Well, I mean, it's and honestly, it's the research on them is more along the lines of you know finding out who their previously published authors are." Um, and seeing if you're connected with any of them, you know, through social media or acquaintances, and just reaching out and asking them about their experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Because from my perspective, um, most of my authors are with traditionally, traditional publishers. I've had a few self-publishing experiences, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, Some have been great and some have been challenging, but it's not necessarily the author's fault or my fault. It's just the model, if that makes sense. Um, So anyway, I I just think, you know, understanding um, kind of the reputation of the publisher you're going with in terms of how they assist their authors, um, how they support them, you know, all that kind of stuff is really important because you want to make sure this process in, in a whole is as enjoyable as it can be, you know? Um, yeah. I have one publisher that I that you're, is not on your list, so I won't tell you it is. But um, it's been a challenge. Every book, every single book that I've worked on with this particular publisher has been really difficult because the culture within the publisher and the organization and all these changes, they're just not consistent. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm talking about. Like you want to be able to partner with someone and not feel like you're chasing them down for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your agent can help with some of that, but the reality is when the rubber meets the road, I mean, you do have to interact with the publisher at some point, and it needs to be a good working relationship or it's going to get really stressful like, really fast. Yeah, and I- I have actually had some experience with that when I co-authored a book years ago. I mean, this was like 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and the publisher, they just were, they were horrible. <laughs> and it was, yeah, yeah. it was a really terrible experience. And it kind of made me shy away from the idea of book writing for a while. Um, I mean, the editors were mean. And then, you know, when the book finally came out, like I never heard from them again. I never heard anything. And Gosh. The book wasn't really marketed, and it was just it was just strange. The whole thing was strange. And yeah. um, actually, I think one of these editors that I had to work with that was just so um, difficult to work with was I, uh-huh. our agent, Ruth, actually mentioned her name as one of them who passed on our book. And I was like, oh, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Saving grace sometimes, I think. Well, yeah. okay, that's cool. That makes sense. And so kind of what I was trying to tell you guys in the email, you know, I'll give you kind of an explanation of what it is that I typically do. Not all of it is visible on social media. Like what most people see of my work are the book launches, right? Just promoting, you know, 
very specific books that I'm working on for whatever reason through social media. Um, but there's actually a whole lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, often months in advance and a few months after. Okay, So assuming that you all, you know, I'll give you both scenarios, but assuming that you all, you know, tomorrow got a book deal, for example, you know, mm-hmm. what I would say is that we would want to focus more on a traditional book launch um, services. And what that is, is um, I, I, I personally prefer to start like four to six months before a release date. Um, and the reasoning for that is, um, well, there's actually a couple of reasons. The first thing is um, most authors are good about building relationships on social media with their ideal readers and engaging with them. Um, mm-hmm. Some are not, right? So often what we spend the first couple months doing is going through all of that and making sure that the author's message and branding is very clear as to who they are and what they're about and that they're attracting the right readers to the material, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that can involve things like slightly tweaking. And, and This is not like you have to do all this, I'm just saying. And, you know, you could slightly tweak some of the branding or the way the website is flowing or the content that you're posting or when you're posting it, you know, what social media tools you're using, um, what's effective for your audience and what's not, and, like, how to redirect attention from what's not to where you need to be kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then also building marketing campaigns for the book where you start communicating information that's pretty strategic in how it's rolled out. So it's almost like, pardon me? No, nothing. Oh, okay. Sorry, I got that. Okay. Um, Sorry, there's one part in my house that's like really weird, and my phone always dies right there, so I probably walked by it. But anyway, um, just being really strategic about how you're rolling out the information on the book in a very progressive way. casual way, you know, where you're building momentum about the stories and the material and why it's important to you and how it will benefit people. There's a whole strategy that goes into that so that your readers are feeling as if you're gifting them instead of asking them to buy something, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the actual launch time period, which includes – often things like blog tours and guest posts and pulling together a team to promote the book for you, um, communicating with that team, telling them what to share on social media, all that kind of stuff. And then there's the period after the launch, which is roughly about a month, where we work to figure out how you can continue to incorporate the message of the book in your social media platforms and kind of the local area around you long-term, like for the rest of the year. So we have like mm-hmm. a plan for that that we do. And then with my launch team, um, I don't know, have any of you been on a launch team before? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. So there, there's all sorts of ways to do them. Um, specifically what I do is um, I do usually have like an open call, you know, where you post something on social media and invite people to apply. I also have what 
would be closely in line to what your publisher would call an influencer list. So these are the people that you're connected with that have platforms that would do something for you, but it wouldn't necessarily then be them being in our team for four months doing all this stuff, you know, like sharing a tweet or something like that. And, and then there's like a personal invite aspect where you're inviting specific strategic partners to come alongside and help with the launch. And, and in the launch teams, we try to do more of a, um, almost like a mini study of the material. So we get them a copy of the book, we go through it with them. Um, and, and the reason I do that is because we're trying to build a community with them as well. And it will give all of us um, information on what we can share about the book, like what's really resonating with them and how we can turn that into marketing material. And it also mm-hmm. helps them clarify how they really feel about the material and how it really impacted them so that they can leave more thoughtful strategic reviews beyond, I thought the book was awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way my, my launch teams work. And then, of course, I give them very specific guided instruction on how to share on social media and what to share. Um, and also cultivating um, opportunities within their local communities to promote or share the book or host a study in their home or, or anything like that. So it's kind of a multiple prong approach that all goes into these book launches, and that's why it's such a long time frame, right? Mm-hmm. So th- that's like a traditional book launch. So most of my launches are four to six months long. But again, what most people see is like mm-hmm. the – 15 blog po- or you know social media posts and they post about it. So right. that, that's that. Okay. The other piece and what I was referring you to in my email is <clears throat> I often will get like um, an established author who has released tons of books and has no idea what a launch team is and has never run one, you know, or they're just, they're just out of ideas on how to market their book or how to talk about it in a different way to engage more readers or how to build like their email list or their audience um, in order to reach more people. And so what I have started to do, like I said, as time permits, is to offer more of a straight, like a traditional coaching mm-hmm. where we identify what it is you need help with now so that down the road you can be more successful, whether, you know, depending on what path you choose. Um, mm-hmm. most, most of my clients that fall into that package, a lot of them are self-publishers, you know, or a few of them are brand-new authors that just need some guidance through the whole publishing <laughs> world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, like I said in the email, just from kind of listening, you know, to where you guys are at and the things you're trying to decide, you might fall more into that kind of coaching where it's just a couple sessions where we're trying to, like, drill down to very specific things you can do that will help build your audience and engage with the right people and even answer some of the questions about the self-publishing aspect. Um, But it's all going to build towards a book launch, whether you do it via self-publishing or whether you do it with a traditional publisher. Does that okay. make sense? Yes. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my deal. I am, does that all make sense to you, or do you have any questions? You called, you called the first one traditional book launch services. Uh-huh. Second, what did you label the second one? Just your normal coaching, like um, okay. coaching. Just coaching. Yeah, but the, the, the coaching packages are very open-ended, right? So what I mean is like with the book launch, it's a very specific service designed to build a marketing campaign around a book and promote it and sell it and reach readers. It's it's very one project centered is is basically Mm -hmm. what I should say. Um, The coaching, while you can include some elements of that, it's, it's broader. So we can probably spend way more time on um, a variety of things, whether it's trying to figure out the self-publishing part, if that's the route you're going to go, in terms of tools or resources or where to go or what you need to do or timelines, all that kind of stuff, um, while also working on what we all lovingly know and call as author platform, <laughs> you know, you know, just really trying to make sure that that part is solid because yes. especially with the self-publishing realm, um, when you look at self-publishing versus a traditional publisher, what's missing there is the marketing retail distribution distribution machine the publisher mm-hmm. offers, right? Mm-hmm. So then it falls on you as the authors to kind of make up as much as you can for that marketing piece. You know, we we don't usually have the connections in terms of the distribution to stores and catalogs and stuff like that that a publisher would. Mm-hmm. But there's definite ways to build um, partnerships with other websites or other authors or other speakers. There's even a couple of services now for self-publishers where if you utilize like their platform to create and build the book, they have distribution channels, you know. So there's there's mm-hmm. just these basically, um, <coughs> sorry, and um, there's basically a variety of avenues with which you could pursue in terms of the self-publishing realm, and um, if that's what you wanted to do. Now, timelines. If you have only written six chapters, how, how many chapters is the book going to be total? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do each of you feel like your social media platform connection area is fairly strong and engaged, like the audience? And I don't mean numbers. I just mean is your audience engaged in interacting with you, you know, via email and social media and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's always room for growth and there are always ways um, – you know, I'll speak for me where where yeah. I can get better. I've done I haven't done as good of a job in the last year with my blogging platform, mm-hmm. but um, you know I'm writing for so many other sites now mm-hmm. too, so that just makes it harder to balance. But I feel I feel like I've got really good engagement on Facebook. Um, yeah. Now the other platforms, I'm not sure that I'm doing as good a job at being engaged and can definitely okay. get better. Okay. For for me, um, I, I'm trying, but this is definitely a new realm for me. I really yeah. only started trying to engage in May of last year, and uh, 
and my numbers are growing steadily. I mean, every day there are new numbers. I would say I'm still in the addition rather than multiplication <laughs> stage, you know, where it's adding by addition, not by multiplication. But, um, you know, back to our conversation about junior high, I, that's still, yeah. that's just, it's really, it's really hard. I've never been a popular personality. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not that one that everybody wants to respond to. But mm-hmm. I, I run into people in the strangest places that are completely engaged in my messages, like in a transformative way, and never let me know it on social media. And so that's Mm -hmm. what I'm learning is that I have, like right now I'm doing this 40-day fast. Uh I'm guessing there's upwards of 300-plus women doing it with me. And every time I post on my site, there's like one or two people commenting but I'll chase people down or see them talking in other places about it. So I, mm-hmm. it's hard for me not to go into, and this was not your question, and I know this isn't therapy, but oh, no, go no, into no. that place of uh, <laughs> the book launching, that is therapy. Um, yeah. Where what's wrong with me? Why is my personality not engaging? But uh, I feel uh, like I'm doing yeah. what I need to be doing at this stage. I need to learn how to use Twitter better. I, mm-hmm. I, I try to understand, okay, what is likable when uh-huh. I share it on Instagram or Facebook? What is it that people respond to more? And uh, how do I do it naturally? Because when I see everyone else do it and people are responding, I think, oh, that's so manufactured. Yeah. You know, it, it can be as simple as milk chocolate or dark chocolate. I'm like, really? Because yeah. Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> well, and, people and love that. And I just, I, I'm not there. I don't know how to engage that way. Yeah. Well, I think, too, don't be discouraged because here's the thing. Um, really, your social media presence or fl- platform or engagement, I mean, as long as you guys are being true to your message and who you are as people, mm-hmm. um, that's really all you can do. There are strategies of when you should post when and where, what type of material and all that kind of stuff. Um, but honestly, um there's a lot of that out there, you know. And even if you look at book launches, for example, and there's there's a marked difference, I think, between launches that you can tell it's kind of a marketing machine, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. by the way they're sharing and, and the way they're kind of – and it's not that there aren't benefits to some of those tools. And I do actually implement some of those tools in the book launching and building author, author platforms. Um, but me personally, I'm just with my experience with work and my profession and I think God's call in my life, I'm much more of a storytelling marketer than I am, you know, a strict numbers marketer um, because I view our most important part of all of this is to be being willing to tell the stories that will be transformative to people's lives in honest and vulnerable ways and using marketing and tools and social media as a resource to support that, not as the, mm-hmm. the end-all be-all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so that's just kind of my two cents. And, you know, I personally, um, outside of the book launches I work on, I actually join a lot of launch teams um, of, like, best-selling authors because I'm constantly trying to learn from what they're doing, but I do it in a way where – you know, it's just not so obvious that people are being sold to, 
you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Be- because, yes, the reality is we're trying to sell books. Of course we are. But the reasoning behind it, I think, is more about really desiring to reach people where they are at and helping them see hope or renew faith or, I don't know, just practically be able to live life in a way that's more abundant and full of joy. Mm. So. Yeah. You know. Well, let me tell you one of the things that we've been that we've been doing, and then uh, just a couple things that are top of mind. One, we I I believe that we're going to know what's happening by the end of May. That's that's okay. what I I feel is like that's when we're making our choice. Kelly, would you feel that that's true? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it always depends on how quickly these publishers move, but both of them have indicated that they would you know be responding in May. So. Yeah, I feel like that's so, probably true. Okay, that that feels right to us. Um, I would love as we're coming up with and with what our our plan is, our plan of action, and we're assessing things at that point. I would love to know what what we would budget for you in either of these scenarios. Because right. while Kelly and I can't whisper behind your back right now, I I you know say, what do you think? <laughs> I think that both <laughs> of them are viable options. Um, yeah. And we, we value what you do and recognize the worth of it because we've seen you do it for mm-hmm. others and we've seen other people do it for other book launches. And we yeah. recognize that, that we could not do it as well as you could. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we would like to know how to get our minds around the cost of that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I'd love to tell you just a little bit of some of the groundwork we're laying now for when that does happen, if it's six months or a year from now. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was the one last thing I was going to say, too. You brought up a good point is, you know, the book launch, like if you do a traditional publisher, that depending on the publisher and their timelines and where they can fit in the book for release, you could be looking at a year. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because at, and I don't want to say it at minimum to scare you because it's possible they could have a slot open in the fall or the spring, you know. But a lot of times, especially because the book isn't finished, um, you're still writing it, they're going to want to have it go through their editing process and they're going to want to have it go through all of their marketing departments and all that kind of stuff. And so that process is a lot longer um, yeah. than mm-hmm. if you were to tri- uh, publish it yourself. Um, to answer the question about self-publishing and whether I think fall is viable, it could happen. It could. But I don't know that I could realistically recommend that right now until I'm able to, like, look a little bit closer at what you all are doing already, mm-hmm. like from social media, email, blogging, all that kind of stuff, right? That because makes the, sense. Okay. The biggest driving factor of the self-publishing for the author's is you have to have a solid audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be having them be engaged with you because you're the one promoting it for like 80% of the time in the self-publishing world, you know, versus the publisher coming along and connecting with other people behind the scenes for you. And again, mm-hmm. it's totally doable. But when I listen to you say, I have six chapters, and the summer is coming up, but I'm assuming you both have kids, you know, and you're looking at fall. My first thought is how realistic is it just from a time mm-hmm. perspective 
and vacation and just spending time with your kids. And, you know, you may have all that worked out. I don't know. But I just would encourage you to kind of think through if it's going to be a fall, then it would probably need to be like the end of the fall versus Mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, Because take all that out of the equation. Um, If you're going to hire an editor to go through the manuscript after, that takes time and that takes money. If you're going to hire um, someone to design the book cover and to format it for you internally and externally so it can be sold as an ebook format, that's going to take time. If you're going to sell it as a print on demand also, that takes time. So you've got to mm-hmm. kind of account for all of those timelines um, when you're looking at a release date. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay. So having said all that, um, <clears throat> okay, sorry, someone was stopping it from my house, so I thought they were coming here, and they're not. And from a pricing perspective, you know, the, the book launches are honestly the more expensive of the two just because of the time frame involved. And just there's a lot of very strategic planning and marketing that goes into it. Okay. The coaching part, which is honestly where I think you guys might fall for now, um, is much more reasonable in that you can do... I'm so sorry. I just had a a workman show up and say something. Would you go back and say that last statement once more? Um, Let's see. The book launch. I was saying the book launch is more costly just because of the time involved um, and just the marketing and strategy. The coaching packages are like your typical coaching rates. And I'll send this to you when we get off the phone just so you guys can see the breakdown. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like what I feel like right now just listening to you guys is you just need a little bit of guidance at what to do next, right? Mm -hmm. And until we know whether it's for sure going to be self-published or a publisher, like all the book launch stuff, like that formal process really just needs to be kind of on hold, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so the coaching yeah. packages, um, I have packages where you can do like four sessions or eight or 12. So mm-hmm. you can choose from that. You can add on later if you need to. But I think that's really going to be where you guys are going to fall right now. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. I understand. And I'm pulling up my prices because I don't – I don't ever know if I should admit this, but I really don't look at my pricing until I'm on these calls because I don't like. <laughs> I am. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing. I really um, believe pretty passionately that, you know, I didn't really tell you any of my story and how I'm doing this, but I feel like God like, has placed me in a ministry more than a business. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I charge because I have to, (laughs) you know, I I just, you know, I have to be able to provide for my family. Um, But it's always funny to me, you know, this whole notion of billing people for something (laughs) I wish I could do for free. (laughs) Kelly and I talk about that all the time. Your husband are are encouraging us right now to to do speaking engagements that pay. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And my husband keeps telling me, "Quit writing for free." (laughs) 
Well, and which ones are you saying that you wrote for a lot of other sites? Or is it both of you? Both of us, yeah. Both of us. I think yeah. I'm writing for four other sites plus my own right now. Yeah. So, see, for instance, part of what we do in coaching is figure out what the return on that investment of time is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's not meant to be a harsh thing. It's meant to make sure that, like, you need to look at it from this perspective. Like, we all feel like we have a call in our lives, right, by God, and mm-hmm. we're trying to be obedient to it. And so part of being obedient to God's call in our life is to make sure that we are operating our ministry or our business in a way that honors him before everybody else. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, even in my business, for example, um, I have very, um, I guess, strategic goals over what I'm trying to accomplish for my family. And I also have, you know, guidelines around work hours and stuff like that because my responsibility is is to my relationship with God first which I'm I'm sure you guys can relate to this when you write for other sites and you're on social media or you write yourself or like me I read Christian books all the time like it can be easy to go oh I got my God in today (laughs) you know what I mean right Mm -hmm. and so I have to deliberately not do anything else every morning but just read the Bible for myself you know, mm-hmm. well, you know, take care of my family, honor my husband, honor my children, and then my work, you know, is after that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but the whole charging thing was, like I said, hard for me at first. But the longer I did this, the more I realized, you know, there's a reason I was gifted with these skills, you know, just mm-hmm. like you all were. And if I'm not, I know God's call in my life. And if I'm not going to be obedient to it in all facets of it, then I'm dishonoring him saving me. Do you know what I mean? I'm not paying it forward to the best of my ability. And in order for me to be able to do that, I have to charge. <laughs> you know? So anyway, just think of it from that perspective. It's like you're, you want to help people, and you're doing that with your words and your messages and your speaking engagements and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the reality is, is it's not an honorable to earn a fee for something that God has still gifted you with as a skilled, as a skill set. Mm-hmm. If you work in a normal, I'm sorry, what? It's not honorable or No, it's not, I might have said that wrong. It's not dishonorable to be paid for your skill sets. You know, like if I walked into a job, corporate world, which I worked at for years, I would expect to be paid for what I'm gifted at and the work I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we just need to have kind of that mindset of, you know, it's God's way of providing for us through the gifts he's blessed us with. Yeah. You know? All right. I'm listening. I got it. I'm writing down notes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and let me just tell you, um, I opened up a puzzle. I'll give it to you in a second. I'm not trying to delay any of this. I'm just trying to, like, get my thoughts out. Like, I think, I don't know how either of you started writing or speaking, you know, but for me, um, words, you know, I used to write a long time ago. I was actually on a lot of these contributor blogs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and God um, used writing to heal me from a lot of things and also to allow me to see his presence in my life in a very fundamental way um, because I had a lot of childhood stuff that really impacted my ability to receive love for a long time. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think when I look back at my own journey of 
learning to love God and walking through salvation and leaving behind a career, which I did, to come home, um, and all the ways that he has worked himself out in our lives. Like, I know that he has woven together every piece of my past and my struggles and my gifts and turned it into something that I could have never imagined, right? So, you know, I think you all just need need that reminder. Like, we're designed for a purpose, and we have to honor it so we can be a light to other people, you know? Yep. Okay. Um, I forgot to tell you that working with me comes with a whole lot of uh, preaching and counseling. So <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't um, like that, you might want to find a, a very No, I actually, imp- on my notes very imp- here, I have, more, I have more notes on what you said <laughs> to apply spiritually than I do on book yeah. preaching. Well, but it's all, as- but seriously, it's all aspects of it. It's mind, body, and spirit. You know, we don't write just because, well, some people do. But I think inherently we write because we want to change lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And in art in general, whether it's music or dance or writing or words or whatever, and for me has always rep- represented a conduit to a God that some people can't understand when they look at the gospel or they look mm-hmm. at the Bible for the first time or they walk into church for the first time. They need that. I was one of those people, you know? Um, and it's really interesting to me how, like, I don't know, I think we're all wired to respond to God's wooing of us in different ways. And mm-hmm. so even in the jobs we're doing, um, I would never just tell you how to run a book launch. You know, I would be reminding you or, you know, build your audience or whatever. It's more of a making sure that your focus remains on the priorities that we talked about earlier and that you're operating to to your best ability, but also leaving the room that we have to leave for God to work because it's really his plan. You know, we're just instruments of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. That's really anyway, good. Yeah. Okay. So, the coaching thing, um, <clears throat> let's see. It just opened up. Okay. So, four one hour sessions, which always run over because I talk a lot, um, or we talk a lot. That's, it's like $550. I mean, it's not, it, it's designed to like average out to a normal coaching rate, you know, per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it includes kind of the email support in between. Um, I usually do those. Well, the four hour is different because it's just four hours. So those we can do like all in a row, like weekly, or you can do two, you know, one month and two the next. Um, mm-hmm. And then it just goes up from there in terms of the number of sessions. So there's eight and there's 12. Um, and each of them you can do um, up front, and I offer like a discount if you do it all up front, or you can do an installment payments. You know. Okay. So it's all, you know, I, I do it because I really, I do it in installments, I guess is what I should say, um, if needed, because I really believe, you know, that we all 
are just trying to like honor God and what we do, and I don't want money to be a limiting factor, you know, for people. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then the book launch stuff. Um, and again, you know what? I'll just send you both proposals, and then you can see the differences. Um, yeah. The book launch stuff, like I said, is more expensive, um, but there's actually more options to choose from, whether you want just okay. marketing help or you want me just to run a launch team or you want both, you know? All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I understand what you mean about where we are right now and and what our needs seem to be more right now. One of the things that Kelly and I keep coming back to is if we are going to down the road be launching, then what uh-huh. do we need to be doing now to be I know that there's a lot of talk about building a platform, yeah. but building yeah. a, a platform that is this message um, mm-hmm. in an engaging way. And so we, you know, we're brainstorming ideas, and we've yeah. spoken through it with um, Allie McCloskey about about doing a a page and what should be included, and yep. and uh, and all that. So um, yeah. that yeah. is where we are. You're right. We're writing, and we're and we're kind of planning, but we're not launching. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's what what is clear after good, talking. Good. Well, if we now. don't have we don't have time. I mean, we don't have like brain power to think beyond what we are doing right now and what we need to focus on right now, which is writing the book and sort of preparing for the launch. So I think that that that's good right. advice. And then it's, focus a, it's, on it's the decision is what kind of coaching do we need in the stage we're at right now, or mm-hmm. do we need the state that 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 help to, you know, if we're going to be launching in spring, maybe the coaching help we need will be more like June, July, doing mm-hmm. sessions with you then to start preparing, start building that framework. So uh, we will right. look at everything you send. We appreciate everything that you brought today. And um, and then we'll we'll reach out to you and, and let you know the next step, okay? That's awesome. And if you have any questions, like after you get off the phone, um, just shoot me an email and let me know. Um, but either way, truly, and this is like the most no pressure whatever you'll ever, yeah. <laughs> you'll ever get. You know, my true desire is just to kind of point you in the right direction. You know, so if you decide yeah. after this that you want to wait or not yet, that's perfectly fine. Um, mm-hmm. From a scheduling perspective, for me, mm-hmm. um, I tend to book. Like right now, I'm booking fall books. Okay, so I'm booking clients that are releasing in the fall. Um, okay. But with the coaching packages, I like I like I told you, as time permits, I, I, I basically fit them in between book launches, so that's like you mm-hmm. go around. Um, okay. So we're, we're fine on timing um, in, from a like a traditional cyclical publishing model. Um, most of my book launches are in the spring and in the fall. So mm-hmm. the summer is actually a really good time for like just standard coaching, you know, because all that kind of building on hold, you know, until like <laughs> yeah. summer. Yeah. Okay. So I'll send these to you, and you guys just you know review and get back to me with any questions. Um, okay. And I'll continue yeah. to see you around social media. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we pray for you, Lindsay, and just and just yes. bless you? Yes. All right, Lord, we do lift. Oh, sorry. Go oh. on. But now I was gonna say, let me ask specifically. And um, I've been sick yeah. for three months, so and oh. it's definitely like spiritual warfare. I get it, but I just mm-hmm. would really like some rest <laughs> from that part. So thank you. Yes. Carry on. All right. Thanks for letting us know that. Thanks, God. Lindsay is is so entirely yours. 
and we thank you for saving her. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that lives within her and and uh, ministers to her from there, guiding her. I pray, Lord, that um, you continue to stir up your Holy Spirit within her, that that it would overflow in life-giving and life-changing ways to to other women who are then overflowing into all the people that they have influence um, with. God, we know that we have an adversary. We know that we have an enemy. And anyone that stands up uh, gets shot at with those flaming arrows. And so we, we ask, Father, that you put your healing hand of protection around Lindsay today and in the days to come over the project she's working on today, over her family today, and her family in the days to come. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would uh, continue to affirm your plan for her life um, in in those quiet times that she seeks you in the morning before she seeks to do anything else. But above all, right now, Father, that she would see you move in, um, in healing her illness, that you would bring life to her lungs and uh, to her blood and to her body, and uh, that that life would be, uh, would be so obviously what, you, what you've brought, and that she would just shout out the testimony that, that you heal. I pray, Lord, for endurance. I pray for good rest today. I pray for joy in your presence. And I pray for this evening that she reconnects with her family tonight with joy. We ask these things in uh, the name of your son, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay, Lindsay, we really do. We do value you. And we look forward to getting back to you. Wonderful. Yes, thank you so much, Lindsay. You have a great rest of your day.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.